Welcome to the Hot Round, a sports podcast serving up quick reads and hot takes with a particular focus on the NFL. I'm your host, John Peterson. Welcome to the Week 17 edition of the Hot Route. The final week of the NFL season is in the books. It was a big day to cap big seasons for Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry, while Doug Peterson somehow managed to make a lost season even worse for the Eagles. Without further ado, here are the 10 things to know from Week 17. Now the first thing to know from Week 1 would be one inexplicable benching of Eagles rookie quarterback Jalen Hurts to punctuate a strange, difficult year for the Eagles. Down just 17-14 against the Washington football team, Eagles coach Doug Peterson made the decision to bench Hertz in favor of 27-year-old third stringer and career backup Nate Sudfeld. Now, admittedly, Hertz had struggled to that point, going just 7-for-20 for 72 yards with an interception, though he also had two rushing touchdowns. And Hertz and the Eagles offense had just turned the ball over on downs in a goal-to-go situation. But Sudfeld promptly turned in an even worse outing, throwing an interception in his first series and finishing 5 of 12 for a paltry 32 yards while failing to provide the dual threat that a rushing quarterback like Hertz offers. And of course, the Eagles lost the game 20 to 14. Now, after the game, Peterson offered a strange answer, insisting that he was coaching to win when he inserted Sudfeld, before also saying that even before the game, he had planned to get Sudfeld playing time. The strange move and resulting loss do mean the Eagles will have the 6th overall pick instead of the ninth, but it seemed to further underscore the ham-handed handling of quarterbacks that has become Peterson's hallmark this season. With former Pro Bowler Carson Wentz already desiring an exit from Philly, the last thing the Eagles want to do is alienate heir apparent Jalen Hurts, while Eagles star running back Miles Sanders has come out and said that himself and many of the other Eagles players question the move, and it makes it a very real possibility that Peterson could, in fact, lose not only his quarterbacks, but lose the entire team. It certainly seems that if Peterson is still the head coach in 2021, he will very much be on the hot seat. Now, speaking of quarterbacks that are performing at a much different level, the next number to know would be four touchdown passes for Green Bay's Aaron Rodgers in a 35-21 win over the Bears that locked up the number one seed in the NFC for the Packers and likely locked up the MVP for Rodgers as he finishes the season with a league-high 48 touchdowns versus just five interceptions. The 48 touchdowns are also a career high for Rodgers, surpassing his 45 in 2011. And at age 37, Rodgers, much like Breeze and Brady, appears to be peaking in what are normally an NFL player's twilight years. With a first-round bye, Rodgers and the Packers have a chance to take aim at the next blemish on his resume for the GOAT, the fact that he has only one Super Bowl ring. However, Green Bay will certainly have to be careful that Rodgers does not end up having an ugly exit from the Packers due to the rise of Jordan Love, their number one pick from this year, who is also a quarterback. Now, the next number to know would be Fifth fewest yards allowed on the season this year for the 49ers, who have to be the best six-win team in the NFL after losing a close 26-23 game to the Seahawks. The 49ers have struggled on offense without Jimmy Garoppolo, and with many of their weapons like Raheem Mostert and George Kittle missing time with injuries, but their defense has shown that despite a litany of injuries of their own, they can still perform at a high level. Top pass rushers Nick Bosa and D. Ford missed virtually the entire year, while defensive end Eric Armstead regressed to the mean with just three and a half sacks after having 10 sacks in a contract year last year. 
Top corner Richard Sherman was limited to just five games this season, and linebacker Quan Alexander, one of their top free agent signings of 2019, was traded to New Orleans after five games. But still, this unit found a way to stop teams while being in the bottom third of the league in both sacks and takeaways. And much of that credit likely goes to defensive coordinator Robert Sala, who is expected to draw a lot of interest for teams with a head coaching vacancy. Now, the next number to know would be 31 touchdown passes on the season for Chargers rookie quarterback Justin Herbert, an NFL record for most touchdown passes in a rookie season, which easily breaks the prior record of 28. Herbert's final game of the season, a 38-21 win over the Chiefs, in which he threw for 302 yards and three touchdowns, was somewhat anticlimactic given that the Chiefs rested virtually all of their starters for the playoffs, but his, still, but his season was still highly noteworthy. Herbert will, not, will likely be not only the Offensive Rookie of the Year, but after the Chargers quietly went 7-9 on the season, they'll likely be a Henry pick to improve to a playoff team in 2021. However, they'll be doing it with a new head coach as the Chargers fired coach Anthony Lynn after four seasons. But with a star rookie quarterback in place and a talented roster, the Chargers should be one of the hotter head coaching openings in the league this year. Now, the next number to know is 56 points for the Buffalo Bills and a 56-26 beatdown of the Miami Dolphins. The win cemented Buffalo as the number two seed in the AFC, while the loss and wins by Baltimore, Indian Cleveland knocked Miami out of the playoffs. The Dolphins, with everything to play for, were simply abysmal. The Bills sat their star cornerback, Tredavious White, their best pass rusher, Mario Addison, their slot receiver, Cole Beasley, and benched most of the rest of the offense at halftime with a 28-6 lead. But in the second half, the Bills' backup still outscored Tua and the Dolphins 28-20. Now, Tua Tagovailoa threw a pick six and three total interceptions while the defense simply had no answers. The Dolphins were drastically improved this year and will still finish at 10-6, and six, but it's clear that Brian Flores does not deserve Coach of the Year, specifically because of his handling of the quarterback position. His team came out completely flat in a win-and-you're-in scenario, and his defense couldn't stop backups. But most importantly, his decision to hand the starting job to Tua has clearly cost the Dolphins wins. The bottom line is that Tua at this moment in his career is not an above-average NFL starter. Now down the road, if Tua improves and becomes the franchise quarterback the Dolphins are hoping he can be, perhaps starting Tua will be the right decision in the long run, and they'll look at this year as merely a bump in the road on the way to getting Tua the experience he needs to become a starting quarterback. But that's a big if based on the way he's performed this year. He seems like a player who cannot make big plays and is afraid to push the ball down the field and simply doesn't seem that accurate. And for now, all we can say is that this decision has cost the Dolphins wins this year. Ryan Fitzpatrick has clearly been the better quarterback in this year. And for that reason, Flores should not be coach of the year. Now, speaking of better coaching, the next number to know would be 105 rushing yards for Ty Montgomery of the Saints, filling in for Alvin Kamara, as the Saints rolled to a 33-7 win over the Panthers. The Saints have seen Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, and now Alvin Kamara all miss time, and none of it has slowed this team down. The reason? The Saints' greatest weapon is on the sidelines, and that would be Sean Payton. Despite all his missed games from his perennial pro bowlers, Payton and the Saints are fifth in the NFL in scoring, ahead of offensive powerhouses like the Chiefs, Ravens, and Seahawks, and the Saints are 12th in total yards despite not having a 1,000-yard rusher, a 1,000-yard receiver, or a 3,000-yard passer. That's coaching. And with the Dolphins missing the playoffs, the NFL Coach of the Year should be a two-man race between Sean Payton and Sean McDermott of the Bills. Now, the next number to know is one from an old face. 
138 yards on 11 catches with two touchdowns for Antonio Brown in a breakout game that saw Mike Evans exit early. The Bucks' offense nonetheless was firing on all cylinders as Tom Brady threw for 399 yards and four touchdowns to lead a 44-27 route of the Atlanta Falcons. While the Evans injury certainly isn't good news from a pure talent standpoint, it may actually help Brady. Brown is the type of small, shifty receiver that Brady loves to get the ball to on quick throws underneath, rather than holding the ball to take deep shots to a big-bodied receiver like Evans downfield. And as Brown's team-high 14 targets suggest, he'll be the prime beneficiary for however long Evans is out. And Brady does seem to have strong chemistry with Brown, even from their short time in New England together. Now, the next number to know would be 165 more points scored than points allowed for the Baltimore Ravens, the best point differential in the NFL. The Ravens have quietly won five in a row, are an 11-win team, and boast an MVP-winning quarterback, but are entering the postseason with almost no buzz. Admittedly, the Ravens have had an easy schedule and haven't fared well against other playoff teams. In seven games against playoff teams, the Ravens went 3-4, and four, with one of those wins coming versus the 7-9 and nine Washington football team. Nonetheless, this is one of the few teams in the league that's strong on both sides of the ball, as that point differential shows, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them make a deep run. First up, they'll have to get past a Titans team that beat them in Week 11, though. Now, the next number to know would be 253 rushing yards and two scores for Colts rookie running back Jonathan Taylor to help his team beat the Jaguars 28-14. Taylor's big day not only cemented his status as the most productive running back in the 2020 rookie class, but also vaulted him into the third most rushing yards in the league with 1,169 and the seventh most rushing touchdowns with 11 and he did so while averaging an efficient five yards per carry. A lot of attention has rightly been paid this year to star rookies Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert, but Taylor also looks to have the makings of a star player at his position as well. Now, speaking of running backs, the player that everyone needs to know as the gold standard for the running back position is the subject of our next number, which is 2,027 yards rushing for Titans running back Derrick Henry on the season, making him just the eighth player to rush for 2,000 yards. Henry came into Sunday's game against the Texans needing 223 yards to hit 2,000. A daunting task, but the big back rumbled for 254 yards on 34 carries with a pair of touchdowns to help the Titans clinch the AFC South with a 41-38 win. Henry became the first player since the 1967-68 season to lead the NFL in carries, yards, and touchdowns in consecutive seasons. But what's most impressive to me is that Henry got stronger as the year went on. His best stretch of the season was the last four games, when he ran for 710 yards and five touchdowns. And this wasn't volume-driven production, as he averaged 6.6 yards per carry during this stretch. When most players are beaten up and worn down, nursing tons of small, nagging injuries, Henry seems to be at his best. Defenders certainly won't be looking forward to trying to tackle this 250-pound running back in the playoffs. And that's the 10 things to know from Week 17. I'm your host, John Peterson. Check back next week for a look back at Wildcard Weekend.